0: The material in this podcast is for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should not rely on this information to make any medical-related decisions. Nothing in this podcast constitutes a doctor-patient relationship, and nothing should be taken as specific medical advice for any given person. I hope you enjoy Mark Medicine. Hey, Mark. I have a question. Okay. How many times do you think I've asked you that question?
1: Do numbers go that high?
0: I doubt it. And from that concept, the idea of Marked Medicine was born with Dr. Mark Brulte.
1: And with Amanda Brulte, my favorite nurse practitioner.
0: And you're now listening to Marked Medicine.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Marked Medicine, the podcast. We're very lucky today to have two guests, two very important women. First is Miss Margie Singleton. Margie, how are you?
2: I'm well. How are y'all?
1: Wonderful and Miss Lyann Willard. How are you, Lyann?
2: I'm doing great, thank you.
1: They have an amazing story about breast cancer and their activism and the way they're helping other women. Well, it's a story that just must be shared. It's very inspirational and very important. Amanda?
0: Well, we're lucky because this is actually our second episode that we've done on breast cancer awareness. Knowing that breast cancer impacts one in eight women, we just don't think that we can talk too much about breast cancer awareness. So if you've not heard our other episode, we'll link that in our show notes. We were joined by Miss Patty Elliott who is another breast cancer survivor, as well as Miss Lou Hennessy, who is a member of a local organization in our community who shared some of the great things that they're doing to raise awareness for the importance of breast cancer screenings, as well as all the things that they do to help financially and emotionally support the women in our community who are battling breast cancer. So again, if you've not heard that episode, Please listen to it as well because there's lots of information about breast cancer screening guidelines, as well as ways that you can help support women who are battling breast cancer. And we're lucky that you two ladies are joining us today because the information that you both have to share will be something that we've not yet discussed. We just don't think that we can talk too much about breast cancer awareness. Amen.
3: So, uh, first and foremost, thank you guys so much for having both Lion and I on today to help us spread the message Um, it's so important and so key that everyone um, georgia and around the united states or around the world actually has this information um 50 of the patient population has dense breast tissue and of those it is a known fact that a normal 3d mammogram is missing a cancer every other time so those statistics are amazingly high um so uh, so thank y'all for helping us get that, this word out um, into your audience um, as well. So, um
2: do you want me to go first? or You go would, first because you, you're the one that started it all for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
3: so um, my story uh, is um, when I turned 44, uh, I was clean eating, working out, um, and I had lost some weight. And then I felt a lump in my right breast. And it was sore and tender to the touch. Mind you, I had just had a 3D mammogram six months beforehand. Um, so, like, everything's fine. I, mean, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's hormones, et cetera. You know, who knows what, what it is. Um, I am in the medical device field. So I do work in the hospital in the operating room. And this, this lump did, would not go away. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, something's up with this. Um, so I actually ran to one of my surgeons and I said, he's a plastic surgeon. I said, I'm so glad I ran into you. Can you take a look at this or feel this for me? I said, it's kind of, it's hard and it hurts, um, to touch. And, um, he said, when's the last time you had a mammogram? I said, just six months ago and everything came back fine. And he said, huh. And so he felt it and everything. And he's like, you know, I think I need you to go in for another 3D mammogram. And this time I want you to get ultrasound. So that's what I did. and. Fast forward, I had, I received two more 3D mammograms and an ultrasound. Both of those 3D mammograms missed a 3.6 centimeter tumor in my breast. The only thing that picked it up was an ultrasound and then later confirmed with a biopsy. And um, you can imagine, I mean, I'm in medical device field, I have been my whole career, so is Lyann. Um, For them to tell me that I have breast cancer, when I was doing everything that I was supposed to do from age 40, and the reason it was missed is because I had dense breast tissue. And I was like, what in the world is dense breast tissue? How, how do I not know this? How have I not been empowered with this knowledge? So dense breast tissue looks just like um, cancer on a 3D mammogram. They cannot distinguish the difference. And so I've, obviously I started doing a lot of research and come to find out there were already 32 states in the United States that had a law in place that notified women of their dense breast tissue, that they were at increased risk of having breast cancer, and um, that it could be missed on a 3D mammogram. They need to talk to their doctor about additional screening. So um, I was I was a little angry and disturbed by it all, and I just knew at that point that no one, none of my friends, none of my family, my daughter, my nieces, none of it, nobody was going to go undetected if I had anything to do with it. So. And, and during my battle, obviously, when you're, when you're going through cancer, I had to do um, six rounds of chemotherapy, uh, double mastectomy reconstruction, as well as um, 25 days of radiation. And to this day, I still have to take a daily pill um, to keep the um, cancer at bay. Um, I was angry, very angry and um, very upset that no one, no one had told me this so important information So uh, while I was going through the battle, I had an amazing group of family and friends that surrounded me. Lion was one of them. And um, we went on this trek to get this law placed um, in the state of Georgia. And it's called Margie's Law. And it's making awareness a reality in Georgia and every state. And we were the 38th state to implement a notification on the mammogram form of dense breast tissue at that point i thought i was kind of done with everything i was like okay i'm beat cancer i've got this law place or you know we've gotten this law passed we're good and um i was coming back from the lake with my family and i looked over the lake and i'm like yeah we're not done we still have a lot of education to do we've got to give back to the community we've got to make these women aware uh and you know of what dense breast tissue means to them and um and, and just give back to the community, especially for those women that um, can't afford um, therapy, and you know, help them out with their bills while they're going through it. So, you know, nobody asks for cancer, right? <laughs> so, um, so then we formed uh, the foundation, and we have been—it's uh, been since 2019. Um, we get bigger and bigger and bigger every year. Uh, we're so excited to be able to help women and families fighting breast cancer. Education is so key to us. Um, And if we can save one life, two lives, five lives, you know, with this message, um, we're doing good. We're doing a good job. So, um, and that's kind of, you know, where Margie's Army Foundation stemmed from. So, and here we are. And, sweet Lyann, go
2: ahead and tell your story. (laughs) Ah. So, Margie has a daughter. I have a daughter. They were in lower school. Well, they've been in school together since... Dates pretty much. Yeah, Margie yeah. was diagnosed when the girls were in middle school, so of course I watched her go through her journey, and um, she was talking about the breast density and how important it was. She was educating as much as she could, and so of course I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 31 years, and I knew I had dense breasts. I didn't know the importance of further testing with the dent because I had dent stress, but because of Margie, I knew that. So the next time I went for my mammogram, I um, I got a 3D mammogram, which I always did. So they said, looks great, see you in a year. And I said, no. I have dense breast tissue and I know I have dense breast breast tissue and I want an ultrasound. And they were like, no, 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 you don't need one. Your, your mammogram, your 3D mammogram, it's, it, it's fine. It 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 all looks good. We'll see you in a year. So I said, "No, <laughs> no, I want an ultrasound. So I had to dig my heels in that day and say, I'm not leaving without an ultrasound. So they were like, fine we've got an order from your OBGYN, let's go ahead, we'll go ahead and do the ultrasound. They didn't want to do it, but they did it. Um, and it was actually a friend of mine that was doing the, that did the ultrasound. So, lo and behold, they did the ultrasound that day and they found a breast tumor. So, the breast tumor was um, deep in, my, in, in the breast, it was sitting right on top of my pet muscle. It was not palpable. It was, I went for my biopsy. It ended up being stage one, um, ductal car invasive ductal carcinoma, or two positive. So with that, I had five rounds of chemo. I had 35 rounds of radiation, and I had a lumpectomy. So that being said, the tumor was never palpable the whole time um that being said had it not been for margie and her educating on breast density and the importance of getting that further testing that tumor would have been missed and i could have been stage 4 before that that tumor was ever palpable if it would have ever been palpable at all so it, it it just baffled me as a nurse. I've been a nurse for 31 years. I had no idea that I was at risk, a greater risk, because I had dense breast tissue. And I'd always been told, oh, my gosh, you have such dense breasts. Every time they do my mammogram, they were like, oh, my gosh, you have such dense breasts. But no one ever told me it gave me a greater risk. If they had, I would have definitely... Been getting those mammograms. I mean, I would have been getting the ultrasounds, or better yet, now, Margie, you can speak about this. They're doing the mammography with contrast, or I would have been at least getting an MRI. You know, every other time or something. Um, I just it, it 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 just baffled me that that the physicians and even the radiologists just weren't like hey you need to you need to keep a close eye on your breast. It was never no education at all about breast density.
1: None. So to clarify for everybody listening, what Margie's law is is it's now in place so that when the radiologist reports the mammogram, they have to state the density of the breast it's generally graded A, B, C, D, with A being mainly fatty tissue and D being very dense breast tissue. And what that tells the physician that reads the report, whoever ordered it, the surgeon or the OBGYN, hey, this lady has very dense breast tissue. I may need to go a step further. I may need to get an MRI. I may need to get an ultrasound. But it's now mandated in the state of Georgia that that be placed in the report. Is that correct? Is that what Margie's Law is, Margie?
3: Yes. So, it basically states um, that you have dense breast tissue, you are at an increased risk of getting breast cancer, it can be missed on a normal mammogram, you to talk to your provider about additional screening. Um, so, it's it's mandated, it's been in place since July 1st of 2019, and uh, if you have dense breast, it should be on your mammogram report.
1: And that's an important point because not only does it make reading the mammogram more difficult, but you are at increased risk of developing breast cancer by having dense breast tissue because the density arises from the glandular tissue of the breast. And that's where the cancer cells are. It's adenocarcinoma arises from the glands of the breast tissue. And so you are even at increased risk. And the main test that we do is not as good. And some studies down to only 30% accuracy with very dense breast tissue. That's really not good at all. You know,
3: it's unacceptable. And the, yeah, and I mean, Brian and I are in the medical industry as well, I mean, and so if we didn't know, we didn't know this, could you imagine all those women out there that don't have a clue and they're not being informed, still to this day, uh, the law's been in place uh, since 2019. They are still facilities that are not doing the right thing and they're not informed. and it infuriates it me even more, <laughs> it's like, and how can you deny this and now with the FDA on board and they're gonna implement it across the nation in, February, uh, in September of 2024, how can you not acknowledge, this is the best patient health Or and, and, and until I get, I'm assuming, until you go through it, uh, or have a family member go through it, or a friend go through it, and that cancer is missed, um, people can't wrap their head around it. It's bad, I don't know. For, I mean, it's like, um, one of the things, you know, the societal guidelines need to be updated Uh, in the state of Georgia, and they need to reflect breast density, both on the radiological society. I know you're a radiologist. No, Um, I
1: did a year of radiology, but I'm not a radiologist. Okay,
3: okay. so the societal guidelines definitely need to be updated on the OBGYN societal guidelines and in the radiological society guidelines in, in the state of Georgia. They are obsolete. They are light years behind where they should be. With all the data out there, isn't Margie Singleton saying it? All you gotta do is Google it, and you can see all the different studies. I mean, it's this is real. This is legit. The FDA has implemented it, so that's why we're so passionate um, for our cause and to, to get out there and, and truly make a difference.
0: Well, thankfully, we have confirmation that you're making a difference because of Lianne's story. But I would like to say I know you're impacting many women as well as healthcare providers because Lyanne, you're right. Even being a nurse, a nurse practitioner myself. That's not something that we're made aware of in school or in training. We do not know that having dense breast tissue indicates that you likely need further testing, and that's not something that women are being educated about. They're still primarily being told that they need to start getting yearly mammograms when they're 40. Obviously, we all know that early detection is key, so this is information that definitely needs to be shared with women and healthcare providers. So one thing that I would like to ask, just so we can maybe clarify for anyone listening, just in case they don't meet someone that tells them, hey, you have dense breast tissue. And I know that the density should be reported on the mammogram report, but we know that that is also, or this is also about empowering women. So can you ladies share with us, is there any way for a woman to know that she may have dense breasts?
2: As far as, I mean, my answer to that is, um, They feel very glandular. They're very firm. I I would say more firm um, and not like more soft, fatty feeling. Um, I mean, I, I had a radiologist tell me down at Mayo, he was like, oh, so you have implants. And I'm like, no, I don't have implants. And he was like, wait. Those are your breasts? And I'm like, yes, yeah, these are my these these are my breasts because they're where they're supposed to be. And all those good because they're just they're not I would I wouldn't say they were hard, but they're firm, you know? And you can feel almost like little just you can feel the gland. I mean, you could they're just like a- like like naughty. Yeah, like naughty in there, like almost like little, little peas or something. I mean, and, and they, they just, um they're just, they're not, they're not soft and, and fatty. Like you would, I, I would think a A or a B density would be that way, but a C or a D would, you know, I, I am extremely dense, I have been told.
3: And to add to that, obviously, you know, we we early education early detection is so key. We we are very firm about that. You know, do your breast self exam. Yes, every know your breast. Um, and you know the first line of defense is your your self breast exam. Then your your 3D mammogram. But if you're you have dense breast tissue, you definitely need to get um, additional screening. And now, what I alluded to a while ago, we have. Um, it's called the 3D Mammogram of Contrast Imaging. Mm-hmm. It's amazing for women with dense breast tissue. Uh, it it kind of takes the place of the ultrasound and the MRI. And we have, we're we lucky enough that we prayed hard to have somebody like um, what we have in Savannah. Now he's here in Savannah. He actually did the first uh, 3D Mammogram of Contrast Imaging in the state of Georgia. So uh, we have someone here that's just as passionate about breast complexity as we are at this point. So, um, and then you know, kind of go from there. Bottom line, the numbers don't lie. The studies don't you know don't lie in that regard. You know, if 50% of the patient population has dense breast tissue, of those, a 3D mammogram is missing a cancer every other time. That's not good. Not good at so, um <laughs> And if we can prevent that by giving these, empowering these women, I always say knowledge is power, but empowering them to have this information to make sure they're appropriately taking care of themselves. Um, you know, that's what our foundation, one of the many things our foundation is about.
0: Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought up the breast self-exams because, you know, if you read about those recommendations, they're just kind of all over the place. You know, some places say, oh, don't do those anymore. Some places say, well, you should still know breast self-awareness or whatever, which is just kind of bizarre for me. And I would still like to say, as a woman, as a nurse practitioner, I would like to be encouraging other women. Continue doing your monthly breast self yes. exams. They should start at, I believe, age 20. Is that what y'all are still teaching? You know, know your breasts, know your body, the things you should be looking for. Do they look the same? Do they look the same as they've always looked? Is there redness? Is there dimpling? Do my nipples look okay? Know your breasts. And then one thing that Mark and I like to preach is that if you do notice a change, don't panic. If you think they look or feel abnormal, just get in with your primary care doctor or get in with your OBGYN, get in with someone, start advocating for yourself and for your health, just like both you Margie and um, my aunt have done. And they're seeing it younger
2: and younger now. I mean, you know, when I was in treatment, I I had a young lady sitting across from me, um, having her chemo. And I mean, she was, she was 20 something, 25 ish years old. And I was like, What? but we're not screening until is it they're still sticking with 40
0: now so it's so and they important. just lowered it to 40.
2: Yeah it's I so it important to yeah. you know your your breasts I'm like you know and 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 I've heard you know 20s 30s and it's just more prevalent now I I just wonder if that one in eight is still actually um <laughs> the correct <laughs> statistics. Yeah so, we've talked about this line I, mean, yeah. I think it's we hear it more and more just in our um, mom cheer group we have five moms that have had breast cancer with just our our cheerleaders and it you hear more and more about it every every single day
0: well especially with mammography potentially missing every other one I mean you're right I mean I'm sure there's I mean how many are there that we don't know about
2: insurances have got to get on board as well, and, and and pay for this additional screening, because you know if they're not catching it early, then look at the money on, on the tail end that they're going to spend for you know chemo, radiation, um, a double mastectomy, reconstructive surgery, all these things. When if you had had that testing in the beginning it could have been a different outcome.
1: Yes. Amanda and I were talking about that before we met with y'all today about it may be a case of penny wise and pound foolish to deny this secondary testing because exactly what you said, early detection leads to cure and cure is cheaper than, you know, advanced disease and long-term care and all the things that flow from that. So that's absolutely certain that what you're saying is true. You know, The amazing thing about this story to me is here y'all are friends, both suffering from this disease and the intestinal fortitude that y'all had to force the issue and to actually change the law. I mean, it is so difficult to get laws passed. It is, it's an incredible (laughs) tale and y'all are just regular people. You're not cancer researchers. You're not, you know, something like that. And it's just an amazing story. Well,
2: Margie, Margie Singleton does not take no for an answer. I can tell you that right now. I tell her all the time she she's my she she saved my life. I truly believe that. Um, oh. but she 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 does, she does she does not take no for an answer. And the amazing thing to me is that she did this during treatment. She would be on her phone getting chemo, and she would be messaging all these congressmen and everybody while she was getting treatment. And I was like, oh goodness, I can't imagine what she is saying to these congressmen. <laughs> 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 Girl, hey, it worked. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um but hats off to Margie. I mean she y'all she does not she does not take no for an answer and that's that's what it took. That that is truly what it took to get this implemented.
3: Thank you. Liam. But I, I mean, I think it was a perfect storm. Um, I have amazing women of every caliber that, you know, I'm surrounded by to this day. I'm truly thankful for that. I knew, I think God gave it to me cause he knew I was going to do something with it. Yeah. And, um, it, it just wasn't an option not to happen. Like it, it and you know, we, we, it, we did, it was through grassroots efforts. We met, we did multiple trips up to the Capitol, knocking on doors. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. This is a bipartisan issue. This affects yeah. everybody. Yeah, and I mean, I you know we got all all of our data together and you know put it in nice little folders. We gave them everything and then some, and they couldn't tell us no, right? We educated them on it. So it 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 was just a, a perfect perfect alignment of all stars and how it how it transpired. And you know you're right. It's it's one in every ten laws pre, pre, presented make it through and we are just blessed and thankful that it did make it through and that you know we can you know continue to educate women around um the breast density and now you know we're we're working with the find it early act we're trying to get that you know working with um you know with the ladies um across the nation to try to get that implemented we do have insurance law it's not where it needs to be um you have to be high risk and they're not including breast density in that so the, the doctors you know that really get it and truly understand um, they have to make sure that their patients are high risk to get additional screening for the endometriosis. But I, um, I'm just truly really thankful that you know I'm here today. You know, the February be six years that I'm a survivor, and um, I'm, I'm very thankful for the women that um, I'm surrounded with that, that is just as passionate like Lyanne uh, and myself. That you know we're out here, you know, kicking tires and making things happen, and it's, and it's exciting to see it so
0: So currently if women are not high risk yet they have dense breast are they having to pay out of pocket for extra screening tests yes ma'am so it sounds like there's a lot more work to do
3: yes more work tons more work and yeah we both work full time and i'm like one day land we're just gonna be able to do this
2: Uh, (laughs) full-time but 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 you know know. to me okay so we weren't even given the option to okay you have dense breast tissue would you like to have an MRI or an ultrasound today to make sure there's nothing going on in your breasts well of course I would have been like of course I want that testing but you you weren't even given the option to Mm -hmm. to, for that it was just like oh no you're good and Mm -hmm. and that should, you should always be given that option because of course it was, you would say, oh, uh, yes. And, and I, I make sure to tell the surgeon, I said, you know, y'all should be ashamed of yourself for letting these women walk out of here with, dips, that have dips breast tissue, thinking that they're okay and y'all aren't even giving them an option to have further testing, but it is all insurance-driven as we very well know, and healthcare driven, unfortunately, you know, the healthcare system um, can be broken at times. Um, so, but it should be an option to self-pay if you want that for test. Right.
3: And that's actually to, to Lion's point, um, you know, how do you know you have dense breast tissue? You do have to get a mammogram. That's the only way you're going to be able to really truly tell. Yes you know, you have dense breast tissue. But when I found out about, you know, the situation, I I spoke with my OBGYN and, um, I was like, you know, I really, why did you not tell me about this? And she said, well, your insurance wouldn't pay for it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So and you can imagine my head spun and I was like, who are you to decide what I can and can't pay for? Like it's your job to tell me that, you know, how to keep myself happy. I said, do you and I, and I told her, I said, do you realize how much it costs the system every time I sit back in my chair? I'll tell you, 49,000 and some odd change every time I sit on that. And now for the rest of my life, I have to worry about cancer because mine had already spread to my lymph nodes. I have to worry about this. Meanwhile, I have a daughter. I have, I have future grandchildren that I want to help raise, all the above. And so it's, um, we still got a lot of work to do and it starts with the societal guidelines. We've got to get those things.
0: Well, of course we want to bring awareness to women who may be listening, but we also hope to raise awareness for healthcare providers as well. Yeah. So if you're a healthcare provider and you're listening or you're watching this, then listen to what they're saying. You know, this may not be something that you were taught in nursing school or nurse practitioner school or whatever. But if a woman has a dense breast, then she is actually at an increased risk for developing breast cancer. But also mammogram alone mm-hmm. is probably not enough. So, we should at least be making the patient aware of that. And, like Mark always says, that's maybe an individual decision that should be made between the patient and their healthcare provider. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, you know, I mean, if I were told that, hey, you have dense breasts, then I can't imagine saying, oh, it's okay. I'll take that risk. Yeah. <laughs> if you're informed, you know,
3: what's and then so that's. Yes, that's one part of it, but now we're, you know, we're the foundation. We educate as much as we possibly can. We do tons of events, and we now help um, women and families that are going through breast cancer through an emergency fund um, application. Uh, We help them with their rent, their electricity, their groceries, their gas, whatever they may need. Um, So it's, you know, we help on that front as well. So that's... um, um, important part of the foundation
1: as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I listen to this story and it's you brush over it and say, Well, you know, I was meeting with congressmen and calling them and I'm sitting here thinking, Okay, you've identified this problem. It's greatly impacted your life, your friend's life, and you're sitting there one day and you go, I'm gonna change the law. So what's the very first thing you do when that thought comes to your mind? <laughs> like, by gosh, this is a huge problem and I'm going to set about fixing this problem. What is the very first thing you did?
3: The very first thing I did was gather all my data, all my information. I had my T's crossed, my I's dotted. I'm in medical device sales. I've been a salesperson for my whole entire career, professional career. Um, I put everything together. I had it so buttoned up. But obvious. And also, when I say it was a perfect storm, um, uh, when I used to work with a company that... Um, my boss, she was then at that point, um, a president and CEO of a breast screening cancer company. And on my journey online, and so she reached out to me and she said, I need to get you in touch with Nancy Capello. And I'm not sure if you are familiar with Nancy Capello, but she started this um, stretch back in 29, 29, excuse me, 2009. Her cancer was missed. It was already stage three because she had breast issue. Um, so she collaborated she got us together and um we just started talking she's my mentor through it all and she actually flew down to connecticut and went to the first meeting at the governor's um with the governor um and kind of you know help you know help this along the process of that and um since then she's passed and she had a secondary cancer for chemotherapy um but we've literally i cannot tell you how many times we went up to Atlanta and back, knocking on doors, giving out information, emailing. Um, I just—I was so angry that, that something so simple could my, like, take my life from me, and and I wasn't informed of it. And I'm a very giving, giving person. I fixed everything for everybody. I, I try to, and this I couldn't fix. And ever, and, and everybody was given to me, and, and it. It, honestly it was therapeutic for me to be able to give back and just and change things for my family, my friends and future generations to come. So, um, and then I was surrounded by people like Lyanne and it, like that's what would I say it? so it was like perfect alignment, perfect storm of women, empowering strong women that came together. I didn't do it by myself. It was it was um Margie's Army, for sure, and we just made it happen. I just happened to be the face. I had a bunch of amazing women behind me, and i that's, yeah, that's just, that for
1: that I'm truly thankful. It's a fantastic story. It's it's an important story. It shows what one person can do, and I know it was an army, but still, one person had the idea and set it all in motion. You, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And wow, what a doozy of a first step you took! I mean, that's just very impressive yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah thank you and you know i cannot tell y'all lying probably she can't tell you the countless women that we have talked to and met that went undiagnosed for the same reason I yeah. count- at this point and me and and it's it's like oh how did how did they not tell you at this point you know so it, it's a maddening to, to say the least so.
2: medicine is better than that You know, we, it's better than that. It it shouldn't be that way.
0: You're right. And it's like, we've told some other guests that we've spoken with before. You may not know every woman that you save, but we know that you'll save many, many women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And so Miss Margie, tell our listeners, if you don't mind a little bit more about your foundation and how they can find your foundation online. Um, You can find us on our social media
3: platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Margie's Army Foundation. Um, You can also go to our website, it's margiesarmyfoundation.org. There's a wealth of information on there around breast density, what the different classes are. There's four different classes, um, A and B, you're okay with a normal mammogram. If you're a C or D, I will see. um, And like with D, you definitely need additional screening. And, Our foundation, obviously, Margie's Army Foundation is about educating women around the importance of knowing their breasts and what that means as far as their cancer risk is concerned. And obviously, we give back into the community. 100% of our proceeds that we raise goes back into the community to help women and families fighting breast cancer.
1: I would really like to thank y'all for being here today. And I would like to thank y'all on behalf of all the husbands and the children and the parents of the women whose lives <laughs> y'all are saving. I mean, it's, it's more than just the patient. It's their family and their friends and their coworkers and the lady they see at the bank every day. I mean, just people like that. I mean, just the ripple effect from what y'all are doing is incredible. Thank you so, so much.
3: Thank you. We, all- and we, we appreciate y'all helping us get our word out there. Yes, um, Yes, it's so important. You guys are helping us now. You're part of our our army of people um, there are out there.
0: Well, and yeah. she may be upset with me, but I have to give a shout out to my good friend, Kendra Seagrace yes. for helping put That's all this so together sweet. today. So <laughs> thank y'all so much for being with us. And thank you, Kendra, for Kendra helping you. put this yes, together. Yes, y'all have
3: a great day. It's nice to meet you all. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Well, Mark, usually I like to take the credit for the amazing guests that join us, but today I'm not able to take credit. Again, I have to give credit where credit's due, and this one belongs to Kendra.
1: Yes, um, well, you know, you're Kendra's friend, so you get the credit also. So, (laughs) you know, what a really neat story. What a way to make lemonade out of lemons. You get breast cancer, and you getting breast cancer saves your friend's life who also gets breast cancer. I mean, wow. But just to kind of recap things and to restate what's going on here, women need to know that if they get their screening mammogram and they have dense breast tissue, which would be a category C or D breast density, then they probably need further or secondary screening testing, MRI, ultrasound, whatever their healthcare provider recommends. So it's very, very important to read the reports, know what the report says, talk about it with your healthcare care provider, know that you are at increased risk of having breast cancer by having dense breast tissue, and that there are other tests beyond simple mammography to see if you do or do not have that disease. And understand that your lifetime risk is one in eight. One in eight. I mean, that is a really scary statistic. I'm not trying to overly scare people, but I am trying to get people's attention because really this is all about saving lives and helping families and helping friends and helping communities. And that's what we're trying to do here. So pay attention to the report, understand it, and get the help that you need and deserve.
0: Absolutely. So remember, do your monthly self-breast exams. When you go in for your yearly appointment with your doctor, go ahead and say up front, hey, it's my understanding that the density of my breast tissue should be reported on my mammogram. Can you let me know what that is once the report comes in? So when they call you and they say, hey, your mammogram was normal, go ahead and ask them, say, well, what was my density? What was my breast density? Just ask, make sure, advocate for yourself. We want to empower you. We want to fill you with knowledge, the knowledge that you need to be your own best health advocate.
1: Yes, and so remember we are here at mark medicine to help and that's what we're trying to do and i think y'all have done an amazing job
0: yes so remember you can find us at markmedicine.com you can find information about breast self-exams on there you can find um, the ask dr mark tab where you can click on that you can ask mark questions you can submit your own personal stories You can, if you would like to join us sometime, let us know. If you have something you'd like to teach everyone, something that you would like to teach healthcare providers, reach out to us. We want to learn from you. That's what we're here for. Thank y'all so much for joining us, not once but twice this week for this special week, um, this very important week. We wanted to raise awareness for breast cancer awareness. Thank y'all so much, and we will see y'all next week.